who should win the MVP award, offensive, defensive player of the years, and the Hall of Fame finalists, which five get in according to Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Love all the everydayers, and we appreciate it when all the everydayers and any other maybe first-time listeners, welcome. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, it's awards season, turns out. We got drafts yeah, yeah. starting. We got uh, the Super Bowl. It's it's big time, and the NFL always has something going on. Uh, February 8th, the Hall of Famers will be announced up to five modern-era Hall of Famers. There's 15 finalists that we're going to wade through in a bit, Matt. But let's start with the current season, the 2023 regular season awards, which begins with the most valuable player. And we've got five finalists for all of these awards and you know the names for MVP. We've argued about them most of the year. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback, Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, San Francisco 49ers running back, Christian McCaffrey, their quarterback as well in Brock Purdy, and Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the five MVP candidates, four quarterbacks, and one running running back, Matt. Uh, this one's easy for me. Is it easy for you? Yeah, it is. But I want to make sure everyone understands this because this time of year it gets convoluted. All the votes were cast before the playoffs. So the fact that Lamar and Allen didn't get as far as they had hoped or Dak got kind of embarrassed in the first round matters not or that the Niners went to the Super Bowl. So all the votes were cast. This is a regular season award. And I think it's Lamar pretty clearly. I mean, I think he with the win against San Francisco, I think he pretty much firmed it up. And then he sat week 18. His right. numbers don't blow your doors off, but it was the best team. He was the best player. I think he's playing his best football. Question for you, considering your background, I assume you agree on Lamar. If not, please speak up. But I uh, think it, you've said this in the past, but I think you put, if you, who's your Niner MVP? Uh, it's Purdy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We saw the NFC Championship game with McCaffrey without Purdy last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Brock Purdy is the most valuable guy, Um, and and that's why there's so many quarterbacks on this list. Christian McCaffrey had a phenomenal season, no doubt. uh, And I do think on Christmas when the the Ravens beat the 49ers, that was the only shot for Brock Purdy. Uh, Lamar Jackson was awesome in that game, and uh, he had an uh, an amazing season. A little lull in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Kind of ruined my fantasy football league as good as <laughs> yeah. because if I could have snuck into the playoffs, I ended up winning my consolation bracket. I would have run through the whole, you know, uh, the whole 
main bracket and won my fantasy league. And Lamar actually apologized to fantasy football owners during the season. We had a few season lull where there's a few, a few week lull. Uh, but aside from that, statistically, he was awesome. He was everything for the Ravens offense. And uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. He should win the MVP. And if anybody who was voting for Purdy or McCaffrey, those Niners players are going to sl- sl- split votes anyway. So right. they might not even finish second or, or third in this voting because of that. But it's going to be Lamar. I 100% agree. I think that's one of the easier ones. Defensive player of the year. Here are the five candidates, uh, the finalists for the defensive player of the year award for 2023. Deron Bland, Dallas Cowboys cornerback, picking off balls left and right. Max Crosby of the Raiders defensive end. A lot of pass rushers uh, on the rest. It's kind of, that's how it goes, right? Quarterbacks and pass rushers. And then you might Mm -hmm. have one other player mixed in on these awards. Um, so we got Dron Bland, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, and TJ Watt, all edge rushers, and then one cornerback that amassed a ton of interceptions. Bland is last on the list for me, Matt, not because of the position he plays, but just because of the um, the all-or-nothing nature of, of his play this season. Made a ton of big plays that he gave up a lot and just doesn't impact the game as much as the other four guys we're talking about. Honestly, I think it's a little laughable that he's on here. Like I would put Fred Warner or Roquan on here, you know, like, you know, every right. down stalwarts of great defenses to me are more worthy than bland players that and, defend the run and the pass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 middle of the field studs. And I wonder if bland being on there heart hurts Parsons a little. I mean, just the might you know, kind of like you mentioned with the San Fran MVP thing, if you're going to vote Dallas, Maybe you go bland, get steals one vote from him, and that's right. enough. Now, I'm going to try to be as impartial as possible because there is a Steeler player on here. <laughs> yeah. What's your vote? Uh, my my vote is for Miles Garrett. Okay, he was actually, I, I believe, he was my preseason pick as well. He was my preseason pick, and I actually have some money on it. To be honest with you, okay, so. good. Well, there you go. So <laughs> <laughs> it would pay side. off nicely. And did did that last for you throughout the season, Matt, for Miles Garrett? I think Watt has a better case, and we oh. talk about this a lot on a lot on the Steelers show because he's a Steeler and he's their best player. The stats honestly aren't even close. I mean, in terms of sack, he led the league in sacks again. He takes the ball away more. I'm not killing Miles Garrett, but Miles Garrett had one sack in the last six games. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's rough, man. So th- that's a really interesting com- conversation for the offensive player of the year as well, because if these mm-hmm were voted on maybe week 15 instead of after week 18 with the result different and is does Watt get a lot more votes when people sat down looked at just statistically how the season was going because of how good the Browns defense was and how good Garrett was I think that might be something that changed and I think the Tyree Hill Christian McCaffrey offensive player of the year conversation is very similar yeah yeah exactly yeah I mean Watt's numbers are better Garrett's defense was better, but it was way, it was a elite at home. It was average on the road, the Browns. And I know Watt didn't play the last week, but his stats were better than Garrett's. And frankly, I would have Crosby too. I was just going to say, are we disrespecting Crosby in this conversation? Yep. More was asked of him than any of these guys. I mean, that guy mm-hmm. plays every snap with little help. I don't think he's got a chance to win it, but I think he is number two. I would not have a problem at all if Max Crosby. Yeah, that. good. I get it. 
Offensive player of the year, Tyree Kill, Miami Dolphins wide receiver, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens quarterback, C.D. Lamb, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, Christian McCaffrey, running back for the 49ers, and Dak Prescott, Cowboys quarterback. Offensive player of the year award is weird because MVP is always an offensive player. And in reality, it should be the same player that wins both, right? Uh, But that's not how it works. But there's still two quarterbacks on this list. I don't really get it. MVP is kind of a quarterback award at some point. I would just leave the quarterbacks off of this. And so I'm not even considering those quarterbacks. Me neither. One, because Lamar got MVP already for me anyway. uh, And and as good of a season as Lamb had, this comes down to McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I was about to say, CD was unbelievable, but Tyreek was better. The same position. So, and I would give the nod to McCaffrey over Tyreek. I mean, he missed a game or two for the Dolphins. He has a really strong case. McCaffrey's touchdowns are remarkable, and just a, they both impact the game dramatically. That's a tight one for me, but I would give the nod to Christian McCaffrey. I would give it to McCaffrey, and again, if we voted week 15, might have given it to Tyreek Hill. He missed a couple of games. Yeah. He hit some, you know, some really huge marks that he was on pace to hit earlier on in the season, and McCaffrey went over 2,000 yards. He led the league in rushing by like 300 yards over Derrick Henry. Uh, the yards per carry, he was ahead of all the backs that that had that amassed a lot of carries in the NFL this year with 5.4 yards per carry. And um, and he's been a cyborg for the 49ers, been able to stay healthy, which is hard for yeah, running yeah, backs yeah. to do, and even sat down in the last week of the season to rest for the playoffs and, and still had a 2,000-yard season and, and nearly 1,500 yards rushing. So phenomenal year, 20 touchdowns, just a, a crazy season for Christian McCaffrey in that offense. So he gets Offensive Player of the Year for me. If Tyreek would have got to 2,000, which maybe he could have if he would have played yep. more snaps, then I think it's his, but uh, McCaffrey had the slightly better year. Totally agree. Totally agree there. All right, more of the uh, Rookies of the Year awards. We've got season awards here. We've got Comeback Player of the Year, Coach and Assistant Coach of the Year finalists in the 2023 season. And what about that Hall of Fame class? Which five should five even get in this year in the 2024 Hall of Fame class? Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Nissan and the 2024 line of SUVs. Are you the kind of driver that takes that likes to push things and take things a little bit further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to that next level. And how about the 2024 Nissan Rogue? Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone, Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store, all built right in to the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. And the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capability 284 horsepower, up to 6,000 pounds towing Pathfinder. It's called that for a reason. We'll help you find your path to anywhere you want to go and fit everybody inside and all your stuff as well. So take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, season awards for 2023, Matt. And again, just a reminder, these are regular season awards, everything we've seen the last few weeks of the playoff. Uh, have no bearing on the vote. Those votes were already cast. Rookies of the year, offensive rookie of the year, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, tied in for the Detroit Lions. So a couple Lions on this list. Puka Nakua, Los Angeles Rams wide receiver, did phenomenal things for a rookie wide receiver. Bijan Robinson, Falcons running back, and then Houston Texans quarterback, C.J. Stroud, round up the top five. So 
I think a lot of years, either of the Lions could win it. Like they put rookie of the year type numbers and performance out there. You know, tight ends really rarely, rarely win it, but oh. I think Laporta is going to be the first tight end drafted in fantasy next year. You know, I mean, I mean like Laporta. And especially for rookie tight ends, because that's a position that takes a couple of years. You know, it's year yeah. two, three, where you see that tight end really break out. And Laporta was right away. And I would vote Laporta over his teammate Gibbs. And in fact, running backs, Gibbs and Robinson, fourth and fifth on this list. I agree. I agree. And Puka, I think, would win it 99.9% of the time, but not this year. <laughs> I mean, I think it has to be Stroud. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be Stroud when you're a quarterback yeah. and you took the Texans from where they were to a playoff team, uh, an unbelievable season from C.J. Stroud. He wins this easily, and Puka Nakua had the best season ever. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, so I think we're in total agreement, one through five, actually, right? So Stroud, Nakua, Laporta, Laporta Gibbs, Robinson? Gibbs, Bijan. Yes, yeah. I do, I do. Yeah. I mean, poor, I feel bad for Puka. Like, you couldn't have done any more. You set every rookie record out there, but you're second. Phenomenal. Uh, really good year for, uh, for Offensive Rookie of the yeah. Year. This defense kind of stinks. It's a little bit of the opposite on the defensive yeah, side of the yeah. ball, right? Uh, Will Anderson, Houston, Texas defensive end, went three after his teammate C.J. Stroud, who's probably going to win the award, went number two. Jalen Carter, top ten pick for the Philadelphia Eagles defensive tackle. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. really came on for the Pittsburgh Steelers at cornerback. You got Kobe Turner of the Los Angeles Rams defensive tackle. And uh, Devin Witherspoon, Seattle Seahawks cornerback. Those are the five finalists for defensive rookie of the year. It's not strong. I mean, Carter to me was running away with it, but when the Eagles collapsed, he collapsed. His snap counts went down. I don't say he's getting benched, but they weren't letting him play as much. He was hitting a rookie wall. The sacks disappeared. So I think he heard his case where Anderson got better and better as the year went on, but never was elite. Witherspoon was really strong. Porter, what hurts him is the first month he wasn't a starter starter, but and with the Given the stats, you don't look up and no. see stats that are like, okay, he he had all these counting stats that help you help your debate in, in trying to figure out who's going to win this. This is something you and others wouldn't know as much, though. But all like the next gen stats for Porter, he was like a top two corner in the league, and he fr- he flat out shadowed top guys. I mean, anytime there's a number one corner or receiver, he shattered them, which is unstealer like. They used to be a left-right team, and then Porter, when he became a starter, shattered Devontae Adams and you know all the top guys. So he was asked to do harder things than Witherspoon. I don't think he wins it. I think Kobe Turner is second on my list to Will Anderson, but I don't think any of them have a great case. Yeah, and, and Kobe Turner, you know, he put really up good. nice numbers and, and was a really good find for the the Rams. Yeah. But he just doesn't have the name value. So I, I bet he comes oh, in that hurts him. Yeah. even though he shouldn't be fifth on this list. And I do think I Will Anderson, I, I think the, the Houston Texans are going to sweep this with offensive and defensive rookie of the year. I tend to think so. I, I think Ander- Anderson would. I think Anderson will win it, and he barely gets my vote over Turner. Great points on Porter, though. And if you're looking at just the second half of the year, or basically once he started starting, he's, he's asked to do a more difficult task. Mm-hmm than the rest of these guys. And he performed. was. He was. I mean, he's following number ones as a rookie. That's pretty rare. And the fact that he's on this list, though, is huge to get that recognition. Yeah. And a lot of things come a little bit later, right? So I think people are going to realize, okay, Joey Porter Jr., where they might not have been looking for him midseason. Mm-hmm. And he did start slow. He was kind of, the, he was a dime back to start the year and then took him about three or four weeks to really take over. But then he immediately was following ones. 
I hate this award, Matt. For I hate this comeback award. player of the year. It feels really forced. It feels unnecessary. Some years there's somebody who deserves it. I think if you were just not that good and were a little bit better the next year and became a starter, that shouldn't count as comeback player of the year. And then all of a sudden you're just looking at okay, who got hurt and came back and had a good year. And you have someone like Brees Hall who's not even on this list. I just don't get it. You know, you got Tua on the list. Tua doesn't belong on this list. Matthew Stafford no. was injured a little bit last year, oh, a lot last year, um, but he shouldn't be on this list. Baker Mayfield was a backup to a starter. He doesn't belong on this list. Joe Flacco and DeMar Hamlin, the only two that actually should be on this list. And for me, DeMar Hamlin, you know, flatlining on the field, comes back to play a single snap. It's been his award, renamed the award after him. Yes, I just don't think he deserves it. That's so awful to say. And what a I, what a what a terrible human being Williamson is. I mean, this guy's a pit dude. He grew up twenty minutes from where I'm sitting. He's done wonderful things for charities in Buffalo as well as Pittsburgh and all over the country. But he hardly played this year. You know, like I, I, I get it. He's going to win it. I'm not going to fight on that. But to me, Flacco or even Mayfield. It, I mean, they were the starting quarterbacks of playoff teams. This is not, not MVP. Stafford is not too, should he be valuable player who was hurt. That's not right. what this award is. It's comeback player of the year. Who's the who's the least probable thing that happened? Uh, and it's not a guy who was a backup or a guy who was not that good last year being better. It's yeah. who possibly didn't have a career. And so to me, it's Flacco and Hamlin. And, and you know, obviously Flacco is more valuable once he was on the field. But just the story right. with Hamlin and, and I mean, it's his ward award easily and i think he'll no win doubt. in a landslide and um and frankly they could call it the demar hamlin comeback player of the year award yeah. from now on i wouldn't have a problem with it but <laughs> i think he had six tackles this year yes I and mean, he didn't play a lot but the fact Just that saying. he got one snap in sealed it for me right okay and he's gonna win it so we should move on from that one because it's a dumb award too <laughs> coach of the year Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions, John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens, D'Amico Ryans, Houston Texans, Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco 49ers, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland Browns, all very deserving, all did phenomenal jobs this season. I want to get your opinion first, but what I will say is, is this award almost like a comeback award of the year, a comeback a player bit. of the year award where it's like, who, who had the least expectations that exceeded those the most and not necessarily who did the best coaching job? It always is because the Belichicks and Shulas never win it. You know, like Chuck Noll never won the award. <laughs> you know, like it's because you're just expected to win. You know, just one of those things. Frankly, my vote would be for McVay with the Rams, partially because including Kobe Turner, most of us only knew one defensive player on that team, and they end up being really, really good. But he's not in the running. I think we're going to agree on this, but I think all five of these have a case. I think it's D'Amico Ryan's just because the awful state of the Texans he took over after all the Watson stuff, bad football team, and now they're really trending the right direction. Phenomenal job there. I will say not because mm. I would go Schwartz over Stefanski because it was the defense that carried him more so than the offense, even though the offense, it was a phenomenal job of coaching. You have Joe Flacco yeah. you know, off the couch and, and leading you to where the Cleveland Browns went into the playoffs. Um you know, John Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan aren't going to win the award because of the the reasons you said earlier about you know yeah they're um, expected the most expected coaches. But look, if you if your argument was like, well, you can't give Brock Purdy the MVP because guess what, he's got all this stuff and he's got Kyle Shanahan calling plays. Well, then Kyle Shanahan should be your coach of the year vote. Like you can't, it's one or the other. Pick something one, right? went well. Yeah, that would be my argument for for Kyle Shanahan. 
um, who had the best offense since he's been with the San Francisco 49ers. So is it the quarterback? Is it the coach that, you know, that, that made things better there? Um, I think you misunderstood me, by the way. I, I'm going with Ryan's. I mentioned Watson. I can see where you get screwed up with okay, Browns yeah, and yeah. Texans. I'm just saying how bad the state of the Texans were post Watson, all the ugliness there, the, the what Ryan's inherited, and they were really good and they're trending yep. in the right direction. So he's yeah. my pick. Okay, so I'm with you then. Yeah, I'm with okay. you. On that. I thought you were saying Stefanski. Um, no, Nico Ryan's absolutely did a phenomenal job there. It's between Campbell and Ryan's on this list. I agree. McVeigh should be on the list. Um, D'Amico Ryan's or Dan Campbell, and uh, for for a lot of the reasons we talked about earlier with the offensive and defensive rookies of the year, D'Amico Ryan's for me too. Yeah, not an easy one, but a lot of oh. good candidates. Assistant coach of the year, the big snub on this list is Raheem Morris. You're talking about that Rams defense. Yeah, there you what go. He's able to do. He is not on this list, but he did get a head coach job out of it, which is probably uh, more preferable to him. Here are the five assistant coach of the year finalists. Ben Johnson of the Lions, Mike McDonald, defense coordinator of the Ravens, Todd Munkin, Ravens offensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, Browns defensive coordinator, and Bobby Sloak, Houston Texans offensive coordinator. Great candidates, and you're right about Morris. I didn't even think of that. I think this one is just flip a coin between Johnson and McDonald. I agree, and I think Ben Johnson's going to win it. I do, too. I do, too. I mean, if I had to bet who's going to win, I think it'll be Johnson, but I think it's a coin flip. But uh, phenomenal what what uh, Todd Munkin did with the Ravens offense and how different that awesome. looked and, and, you know, another MVP caliber season for his quarterback there, although his quarterback's done that before, so you can't put it all on Todd Munkin. Uh, and Jim Schwartz, as I mentioned, did a phenomenal job with that. Phenomenal uh, job. Defense. But uh, Ben Johnson is going to win this. Yep, one. I agree with you. All right, Matt. Next, we're talking Hall of Fame. The 15 Hall of Fame finalists. Can we come up with five that deserve to be in the class of 2024? Next. The next segment of this episode of this podcast is uh, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of every new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. It's probably not too different from what the owners of NFL football teams are asking themselves. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just some other job board either. We're talking about a vast network. We're up to a billion professionals that are on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. Everyone's already on LinkedIn. That's why it makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have all the time and resources to hire. So all the tools and all the ease of use, intuitive, quick, easy at LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. I'm just going to run down the list of modern era Hall of Fame candidates for the 2024 class. These are going to be voted on at NFL awards uh, uh, NFL honors show, excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. on February 8th. So we've got former Eagles, Raiders, corner, Eric Allen, Jared Allen, defensive end from the Minnesota Vikings, most famously, uh, Willie Anderson, offensive tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jerry Evans, guard for the Saints and Packers, Dwight Freeney, Colts, defensive end, Antonio Gates, tight end for the Chargers, Rodney Harrison, safety for the Chargers and Patriots, Devin Hester, 
kick returner, specialist, uh, and defensive back sometimes, and offensive player sometimes uh, for the Bears and uh, multiple other teams in the NFL. Torrey Holt, Rams, greatest show on turf, wide receiver, Andre Johnson, Houston Texans wide receiver, Julius Peppers, defensive end for the Carolina Panthers and uh, the Bears and Packers later in his career. Reggie Wayne, Indianapolis Colts wide receiver, Patrick Willis, linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers, and Cowboys safety, Darren Woodson. Those are your 15 finalists, Matt. Can you come up with five that you would fight for that should be in the hall? First off, I don't think this is a super strong class, and I think people should know, (coughs) excuse me, Peppers and Gates, this was their first opportunity, and they made the finalists, so they are the only ones that have a chance to be, quote, first ballot Hall of Famers. And there's some other guys. Does that usually signal that those guys are going to get in, whether it's this year or some other year? Usually, I mean, you know, like Peyton Manning, when he's up, is going to be obviously make the final 15 and he'll moonwalk right in his first time. Which is next I don't know if these year, are, right? Is that next I year? I think. I was just saying it's about to get a lot stronger because all the quarterbacks that have retired recently and even like Gronkowski and, you know, there, there's some no brainers coming up. So this might be the last of get them. in now before it gets more difficult, too. Exactly. So, honestly, I think this could be a very short conversation where you say, Eric Allen, and I just say, nope. Or Willie Anderson, I just say, nope. You know, sometimes it's that easy that they pass the eyeball test. But I've known quite a few people, actually, that have been in the room and are true voters. They go really, really into it, and they make these deep cases. And But he was on the all-decade team, and every safety that's made the all-decade team goes, blah, 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 blah. But for me, the guys that should go, I'm just going to scan down. Eric Allen's a no. Jared Allen's a maybe. Willie Anderson's a no. Jari Evans is a no. Freeney versus Jared Allen as the edge guys is close for me, so they're both kind of maybes. I think Gates is a yes on his first ballot. I think Rodney Harrison is a no. We could fight about Hester all day, but I lean towards no. Holt, to me, is probably a no, although Isaac Bruce is in, but people think Bruce is better than Holt. I'm an Andre Johnson fan, so he would get my vote over the other receivers on this list. Julius Peppers, to me, is a yes, but not a slam dunk, you know, Ray Lewis, but I think he's a yes in his first try. Fred Taylor's a no. Wayne is a no. Woodson is a no. And I bet you agree with me. I've been lobbying for Patrick Willis this whole time. I I think he's a yes. He just didn't play long enough. That's the only negative on the guy. But in a class like this, he's definitely one of the best five. This might be controversial. I'd put a kicker in before I put Devin Hester in. How many touchdowns did Devin Hester even score in his entire career? And I get he was an awesome specialist, and he changed a few games. But you can just just kick it out of bounds. Yeah, it, I mean, like his punt return scared everyone to no end, but you just kick it out of bounds. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he <laughs> you know? highlight tapes all day. He didn't yeah. impact enough games. It, it, yeah. There's no ch- like he's so far and away the worst candidate on the list to me is Devin Hester. It depends on yeah. how you look at it. And we was he the greatest of what exactly his specialty was of all time maybe and if that's the way you look at it and you want to put him in the hall that's fine too because i think this, the hall is probably too big and uh, mm-hmm. i think Devin hester's you know a more exciting player a, a more a historical figure than even some players that already are in the hall of fame so from that angle i agree but i mean 
you look at Andre Johnson and it's like, okay, career, right. career touchdowns. What is it like a, a hundred to 20? You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Exactly. I don't know how many touchdowns Devin Hester How many scored. times I mean, they touch the ball in a game or, right. you know, and like, I don't know how this is a longer conversation probably for the off season, but other than Tucker, there's not many kickers I could even put in. Like, I don't think Vinatieri belongs, but I would put a kicker in. I'd put Tucker in over Hester for sure. Oh, man. Like, how I wonder more, what. How many more if, points did he put on the board than than Hester? You know what I mean? Right. Or how do you put Hester, not Tucker, but, you know, even Vinatieri or the best punter in over uh, Larry Allen or Hutchinson. I'm, you know, a boring ass guard that here's plays every oh, snap of every game. Here's a good one for you. Willie Anderson. I mean, Willie right. Anderson was a really good blindside protector for a long time in the NFL. And you're going to put in a, a specialist kick returner in over Willie Anderson. And Willie Anderson was a quick no for you, Matt, in his le- 11th season of eligibility. And, and I think he's really good. I think he's a, a Bengals ring of honor guy. I think he's a hall of really good, I just don't think he's Ogden, Baselli, Walter Jones of, the, of that era. So what I think they should do is almost like every other year or maybe once every three years, put a special teamer in. Like Steve Tasker was on this list for like five years in a row. And I thought that was laughable. Like, okay, he like if you go look at the special teams leaders and tackles this year, I think the leader had 12. 12 leads the league right. in special teams tackles. Yeah. So one year you're at 10, one year you're at 11. Jackie Slater's kid's going to go maybe because he had 13 or 14 one year. Like if he gets hurt, nobody even knows he doesn't play that game. Right. You say, oh, let's bring up a practice squad guy to fill his spot. And it's kind of the same with Devin Hester. I mean, you would love right. to have him out there, but if he's not out there, you know, it's not like if you lose your starting quarterback and that's not even a Hall of Fame quarterback. Sure. Special teams coaches were deathly afraid of Hester and they might even go for it instead of punt, but you can just drive it out of bounds and don't let them touch the ball. Which affects the game. And, you know, and I give them credit for that, but again, mm-hmm. you know. like I almost think there should be a special team wing that every five years, one special teamer goes in because I like comparing it. them to a guard or center or a nose tackle is crazy. Yeah. A different position, a different path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Freeney and Jared Allen maybe he's on the podcast, Matt. Do you cast your vote or not? I would go yes on Freeney over Allen. Yes, same here. Yeah. So you don't have five Hall of Famers from this class in your opinion. Uh, I think I got to five. I said Freeney. Gates, Freeney. Peppers and Gates are the initial ones. You said Willis is Willis is controversial. I would go with Andre Johnson too. You said yes on Peppers? Yes on Peppers, okay. yes on Willis, Johnson, Gates, Freeney. Yeah. Patrick is going to be a tough one. I don't think he's going to get in. I don't either. But he was the best at his position for a time in the NFL, and he just didn't play long enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, if he stuck around, but he wasn't as good. That's the only thing keeping him out. 12 years, he would have gotten in easy. So that shouldn't uh, it shouldn't be part of the calculus for me, uh, but I, I I think it's going to end up keeping him out too. I do too, but not a great class. So maybe this is the year someone like Hester sneaks in. I hope not. It might be this is the last shot because we're yeah. gonna have a lot of quarterbacks, and 
all of a sudden it's going to be that much more difficult. So if you're Eric Allen, I mean, you've been on this list every year, right? And Darren mm-hmm. Wilson and Willie Anderson and Rodney Harrison and Tori Holt's 10th time being eligible. Is it? Um, the, uh, it's the fifth time Tori Holt's been a finalist as well in his 10 years of, of eligibility. If he doesn't get in this year, I mean, is it going to happen for these guys? Cause it's only going to get more difficult from here on out. Some of the younger guys like Freeney and uh, Gates and Peppers and maybe Andre Johnson, they're going to mm-hmm. be eligible for a lot longer. So they might have more opportunities, but the guys that have been on the list for a while, like 10 years, this might be your last shot. I just hope I know voters do this and I hope they don't say, well, this is his last shot. I'm going to vote for him. Well, his case didn't get any stronger. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, <laughs> you know? How many times do you need? And I also don't like right. the the limit. And uh, I have big problems with the Hall of Fame anyway. But I know you do. I know you do. And football and the way things are voted on. If 30 guys should go in the Hall, put in 30. If one or none should be in the Hall, put in one or none. I don't mm-hmm. like this five every year thing. I mean, just, it's going to be five every year. And, and I was guilty of that too. Like maybe Freeney shouldn't go. Maybe Andre Johnson shouldn't go. They wouldn't against different competition. Mm-hmm. But this year I'm picking five like I do every year. And that's just kind of how I'm trained. And that doesn't mean five should go. Absolutely. All right. We will talk more about the Hall of Fame when we find out who the finalists are. And of course, Hall of Fame game happening in the 2024 season. But it's Super Bowl week. Yeah, we come back Monday right here. Peacock and Williamson.